So we're going to look this morning uh, at this passage, at, and there are a lot of names. Um, I don't know what your favorite parts of the Bible are, um, but uh, there are some really there are, there are some concentrated sections of the Bible full of names. So I don't know if names are typically um, something that is, you know, you're looking really excited for your devotional that morning when you're reading lists of names. Um, but this is one chapter of the Bible. This is my, I mean, if with all of the list of names, this is my favorite chapter in the Bible with a list of names. And uh, that'll become clear um, in, in just a few moments. And so I'm going to uh, just give a brief, um, concise <laughs> uh, overview of this chapter. We don't have time to go at it go in depth, but let me uh, read the passage at length, and then we'll uh, look at a few points together. Um, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, and Isaac the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers, and Judah the father of Perez and Zerah by Tamar and Perez the father of Hezron, and Hezron the father of Ram, and Ram the father of Amminadab, and Amminadab the father of Nishan, and Nishan the father of Salmon, and Salmon the father of Boaz by Rahab, and Boaz the father of Obed by Ruth, and Obed the father of Jesse, and Jesse the father of David the king, and David was the father of Solomon by the wife of Uriah, and Solomon, the father of Rehoboam, and Rehoboam, the father of Abijah, and Abijah, the father of Asaph, and Asaph, the father of Jehoshaphat, and Jehoshaphat, the father of Joram, and Joram, the father of Uzziah, and Uzziah, the father of Jotham, and Jotham, the father of Ahaz, and Ahaz, the father of Hezekiah, and Hezekiah, the father of Manasseh, and Manasseh, the father of Amos, and Amos, the father of Josiah and Josiah the father of Jeconiah and his brothers, at the time of the deportation to Babylon. And after the deportation of Babylon, Jeconiah was the father of Shealtiel, and Shealtiel the father of Zerubbabel, and Zerubbabel the father of Abihud, and Abihud the father of Eliakim, and Eliakim the father of Azor, and Azor the father of Zadok, and Zadok the father of Achim, and Achim the father of Eliad, and Eliad, the father of Eleazar, and Eleazar, the father of Methan, and Methan, the father of Jacob, and Jacob, the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom Jesus was born, who is called Christ. So all the generations from Abraham to David were 14 generations, and from David to the deportation in Babylon, 14 generations, and from the deportation to Babylon to the Christ, 14 generations. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Uh, Father, thank you so much for revealing yourself to us in scripture. Thank you that you have not been silent. Thank you that you have not been silent in history. And thank you that you are a God who uh, does new things. You're a God who makes all things new. And so we look to you on this New Year's Day and thank you that we could be together as brothers and sisters 
through this Zoom call, we ask that your Holy Spirit would speak to us and open our hearts, give us ears to hear what you would have to say to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. So, uh, an exciting list of names, and it really is, it really is. Um, if you look at the verse, first verse, uh, verse 1, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, uh, this book uh, in the New Testament begins the exact same way as another chapter in the Bible, and that's Genesis chapter 5. If we look at Genesis chapter 5, it says the book of the genealogy or generations, it's the same word. This is the book of the generations of Adam. When God created man, he made him in the likeness of God. And so we see um, that Matthew begins very much like another chapter in the Bible, uh, a chapter of names. But if we look at Genesis chapter 5, something stands out um, immensely in chapter 5 of Genesis. There's a phrase that's repeated over and over and over again. It, it, it gives the, uh, well, it says, male and female, he created them, and he blessed them and named them man when he cre they, they were created. When Adam lived 130 years, he fathered a son in his own likeness after his image and named him Seth. Uh, the days of Adam after he fathered Seth were 800 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Thus, all the days of, that Adam lived were 930 years, and he died. And if you keep reading in that chapter, each person, uh, it ends with, and he died, and he died, and he died, and he died. But Matthew's gospel opens not with death, but it opens with life. Uh, every single uh, person here in this genealogy uh, is telling us about a, a new life that was born, and it's leading in a direction. And so, just a couple things about the book of Matthew before we uh, point out a, a few things from this chapter. Uh, Matthew was Jewish by birth. Um, in fact, his birth name was Levi, and uh, he, um, he in nowhere mentions that he's the author of the book in the the, the text that we have here, but the um, New Testament and background history, everyone in the early church thinks that Matthew wrote this book. It's pretty undisputed uh, according to church tradition. And many scholars think that he wrote to the church in Antioch, which was uh, one of the first vibrant um, multicultural international churches, if you will, in, of the day. Um, there were Jews and Gentiles in Antioch. And so Matthew's gospel serves us many ways. Um, and one way is that it serves as a bridge uh, from the Old Testament to the New. Um, if we didn't have the book of Matthew and if we didn't have this genealogy, there might be some uh, question in our mind is, okay, so we've been reading 75% of the Bible here. Uh, but what does that have to do with Jesus? Uh, Jesus is great. I love Jesus, but do I really need all this back here? And Matthew is the one to say, yes, you need all this here. Um, he's the one to say, I want you to know that the new that God is doing is anchored in the old. And actually, uh, God, <laughs> he's outside of time. 
uh, he he sees it all together. But we live linear lives. We um, go from through a year like 2020, one that's probably like Genesis 5, and he died, and he died for many of us. And uh, then we 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 can also see that God sees the life um, that that's coming, and he brings new life. And so I just want to encourage you, because God is doing a new thing in the, in the earth. Um, he is fulfilling his promises. He is keeping, uh, he is, as we sing, as we sung, he is being faithful. Um, but it doesn't always seem like that if we get stuck in a moment of time. But what helps us is if we look back at the Old Testament, and we look, uh, I was with um, the youngest lush the other day. And, and he reminded us of a Christmas prophecy. Uh, the first one, actually, it was in Genesis 3.15. And he said, oh, yeah, someone's coming and he's going to crush the serpent. And I was like, wow, that's, that's an awesome, like, warrior Christmas verse. Um, and he talked about the serpent crusher. Yeah, Jesus is the serpent crusher. And if we walk with God through the Old Testament, we're, we're continually thinking, well, is God going to, is it happening now? we look at King David, surely David is the one. David's the one that God's going to send and rescue us and save us and crush the serpent. And, and, um, but it wasn't David. It was one greater than David. In fact, in verse 1 of Matthew, it says here, the son of David. The son of David. This is one of Matthew's favorite terms. Um, and we'll unpack that more later. Uh, but this is the fulfillment of a prophecy in 2 Samuel chapter 7. And if you have time, you can go back and read that. It's David in his heart. He wanted to build a house for God. And there's a word play here. Um, God says, I'm going to build. David, that's great. It's in your heart, but you're not going to do it. Solomon's going to build a house, the, ta- the temple. But I'm going to build a house for you or a household. And he promises that a king will come through David who will sit on the throne forever. Of course, the prophets talk about this over and over and over and over again. Uh, for example, Isaiah 9, for a, to us a child is born, a son is given, and he will sit on the throne. His name's Wonderful uh, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The government will be upon his shoulders. Uh, and so the prophets talk about this. There are over 400 prophecies that are specifically um, realized, fulfilled in Jesus Christ. And so Matthew wants to show a very Jewish audience that, G- that Jesus Christ is the Jewish uh, king. He is the one that they were longing for, that they were expecting, um, if we rightly understand what God is doing in, in the past, in history. So he's also the, the son of Abraham. And that goes back to Genesis 12. God said, I will bless all the nations through, actually, in you, Abraham. And the Apostle Paul pulls this out in, in Galatians 3, and he says um, that the, it's talking about one offspring. Um, through you all, uh, in you, all the nations will be blessed, but it's talking about one seed or one offspring, and that is one person, Jesus Christ. He is the big deal of history. He's the big deal of the Old Testament. In fact, he's the key to understanding the Old Testament. So names, we've talked about Jesus, uh, Jesus Christ. This is his family 
genealogy. We'll talk more about his name um, next time. Uh, but son of David, son of Abraham. And one thing that is so surprising, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, is that there are four, actually, I say five. All the scholars I've read, they, they keep pointing to four. But I say there are five women in, in Jesus' family line. Um, the first one we see is Tamar in verse 3. Um, and if you're reading the Old Testament, there are so many questions and so many like, why did God put that in there? Um, if you go back to Genesis chapter 38, you could read Genesis 1, 2, 3, 4 to 37, skip chapter 38, go to 39, and the story, the narrative would continue. But there's this really sad, immoral um, story of Tamar and how Judah uh, took advantage of her uh, and, and there was immorality. Um, there was scandal. There was shame. She was almost killed uh, for prostitution, uh, it, seemingly. Um, but, uh, but Judah saw that she was more righteous than him and that he was the one who actually was, um, he, he contributed heavily to the sinful mess. But from Tamar came two twins, uh, Perez and Zerah. And there's another woman uh, if you keep reading down, Tamar, um, the next is verse 5, Rahab. Rahab, if you recall from the Old Testament, you're reading the book of Joshua. If you're reading in Joshua 1, get to chapter 2, Rahab. Uh, through Rahab, um, she was a prostitute as well, an immoral, immoral woman. Uh, but God, um, she had great faith. And she rescued the spies in Joshua. And she's here in this family line. Um, also, we see Ruth. Uh, Ruth in verse 5. Ruth was a Moabite. And she's a descendant from La Lot. Yeah, I was like going to say Abram's nephew. Lot. That's Lot. <laughs> She was a descendant of Lot, and Lot had a really scandalous, immoral story. Um, I mean, parents, you know this. The Bible is not rated G. Um, it has real life in it, and it has, you know, and, and there, there are ways we can talk to the children about all of these things and explain them in a, a way that is age-appropriate. But in Genesis 19, Lot has two children with his daughters. And uh, Ruth is a descendant of this, and she was a Moabite, and God's light sh shone brightly in her life and through her life. She's here. Okay, so Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, uh, and then it doesn't mention her name by name. It mentions her husband, uh, and David was the father of Solomon by the wife of Uriah, and that is Bathsheba. And that, of course, rem remember Second um, Samuel chapter twelve, I think, um, around there. And oh man, wow, that story! And uh, this past summer, we looked at that a little bit with one of the disciplines of confession. Um, so, four women. The fifth one, Mary, Mary, uh, the mother of Jesus, the Virgin Mary. Um, but what do we see here? We see uh, brokenness. We see a history of uh, scandal. 
we see gross uh, immorality, sexual sin, all of this stuff we'd rather never even talk about in public. And here it is in the Bible. I mean, it's there. Um, these are, you know, this is the dirty laundry that you would hope would be hidden uh, from the whole world, but God starts the Bible with it. And why is that? It's because Jesus, his name means the Lord saves. Um, and he is, he is the savior of the world. Actually, uh, Jesus's name is Yeshua, um, Iesus in Greek, Jesu, I just learned in Goa, uh, Indian language. Um, I'm working on expanding my vocabulary. I know hallelujah and Jesu because uh, um, our maid is from Goa. So they're trying to share the gospel, you know, speaking in tongues. Um, sorry. Anyways, uh, yeah, so Jesus, his name means the Lord saves because he will save his people from their sins, from their sins. Um, it's an amazing thing. Christmas is an amazing. God became man. Uh, we'll look at that more next time here. Um, but even more so, he came for a purpose. And I want to encourage you into this new year. Um, a lot of people talk abstractly about New Year's. They're like, may 2021 be good to you. I'm like, I don't know. I can't call 2021. You know, if, if I have a problem, he can't give me some money, some, you know, um, I can't, I can't even find him at the Bacala. But <laughs> God is with us in 2021. He's been with us in the whole, in the whole Bible. And we can call on his name and he can help us if we have a real problem. And he, we do have real problems. In fact, our biggest problem is sin. And we don't even seem to be, we, we can't even understand our own lives, but Jesus does. And he unravels that for us. In fact, he is the healer. He is a doctor. And he didn't come for the righteous uh, or those who think they're righteous. He came for those who are sinners. And that is good news for those who know they are sinners. Me, I'm a sinner. Um, and Christ means Messiah. He is God's promised king. So from Matthew chapter 1, we see that Jesus... Christ is the, the, the king of the Jews. And that is a major theme in, uh, in Matthew's gospel. And so I'm hoping to, uh, I'm spending time in Matthew's gospel, and I'm hoping to um, continue to share uh, from this in the upcoming weeks as well. If uh, I've talked to several people who are interested in uh, Bible study, uh, from the church. And if you're interested, please let me know. And um, it's on my heart to meet physically. I really want to be in your home. Uh, and I'll wear a mask if you want me to. But, uh, and you can come to my home. It's open. They, they, the security, they'll even let you in. Uh, they didn't do that for so many months. But um, I really, there are four pil pillars of the church. Um, the apostles teaching uh, the prayers, fellowship, and the breaking of bread. And we've gone a whole, almost a whole year with just two pillars. Um, and I don't want the church to fall over. And so I'm really thankful um, that you're here today. And I'm really thankful that God is here today because I can't do this at all. Um, I'm, I'm a feeble man and I'll give, I'm giving my best. But I know 
all of us, um, God can work through us to help one another through this year moving forward. So if you're interested in joining on a journey through Matthew um, or anything else, you can certainly reach out and let me know. Um, but let's just close in prayer. I want to pray for you, pray for us. Uh, and Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you that you're a God who keeps your promises, that you're faithful, and you're working with purpose. All of the pain of the past uh, is not useless. All of the pain of the past is pointing forward, uh, we see that in the Bible, to a person, to Christ. And uh, God, our mess um, as humanity is something we cannot unravel. Um, there were many people who had hope in just thinking, oh, if we have the right king, if we have the right king. But we see that almost every king, actually, um, all men are liars. All men are sinners. Um, it, save one, Jesus Christ. And so thank you for sending Jesus uh, and that we've remembered him this Christmas season and Advent season. But now, fathers, we look to the future. We don't want to put our hope in um, something that, that, that is just, uh, I don't know, an abstraction. But we put our hope in Christ, in our shepherd, in our Savior, uh, the one who's king of the Jews, the one who's the fulfillment of over 400 prophecies. Um, and so I pray that you would help us to walk with you. Um, and that is what his name is, Emmanuel, God with us. And so thank you for being with us in 2021. I pray that you would bless us. And also thank you for your grace. Thank you that um, you're not ashamed to call us brothers and that you lift us up from the pit of our brokenness and for the, from, from our pain um, to give us new life in you. Um, you are gentle and lowly in heart. And we thank you for uh, what you're going to do in our lives um, and in our church. And so we just pray that you bless each and every one in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to leave you with a passage um, from Matthew chapter 9. Um, this is actually Matthew at his house. Matthew opened his heart to Christ, and he also opened his home to Christ. Um, so this is Matthew chapter 9. Ah, look at that home. Baby Joanna, Happy New Year! <laughs> Hi, Marcegins. <laughs> oh, so cute. Okay, back to Matthew. Um, Matthew 9, 9. Um, As Jesus passed on from there, he saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth. And he said to him, follow me. And he rose and followed him. And as Jesus reclined at table in the house, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were reclining with Jesus and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to the disciples, Why does he, your teacher, eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he heard it, he said, Those who are well have no need of, phys of a physician, but those who are sick go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. For I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. So Jesus is the Savior. He is the Savior of um, the, the, the fulfillment of the Old Testament expectations for King. And Matthew wants to show us that, not just tell us that. 
So I'm um, hoping to spend some time in that journey. So God bless you.